Welcome to the MichaelCrane.Live podcast show. In today's show, we're going to be joined by the young entrepreneurs in the One to a Million project. They will be talking about their thoughts and dreams of going into business and developing their skills in leadership and negotiation and financial management as they start the journey to becoming an entrepreneur. And welcome back to the MichaelCrane.Live podcast and the One to a Million show. Today, I'm joined by the young entrepreneur, Finn. And as you've probably noticed, we've taken a break since our last One to a Million podcast show. The thing about success is never giving up. It's about always finding a way and starting again. Today, we'll be talking about Finn's first product. We'll be discussing how he researched it, what he learned from the process, and what changes had to be made along the way. Additionally, we'll explore his journey to building a business worth over £1 million by the time he is 21. So Finn, your story is inspiring to all young entrepreneurs out there. Your confident attitude and determination are sure to help you reach your goals. So let's get started. So tell our listeners what you've been doing since you last came on the podcast. It was a long time ago since we done our last podcast, but so far uh, I've fine-tuned my first product, which is kickboxing shorts, which I think is a good first product because it's got to be something you're passionate about. It's got to be linked to something that you can sell. There's no point in selling something that you don't have any um, passion for. So, yeah, I found my product, the kickboxing shorts. I, I found a business pitch to my boxing coach. I knew that I couldn't have the money to fund it by myself. So I'm on a joint venture with my boxing coach. So I think so I can then sell the shorts to the people in my gym the first batch of shorts, about 25 shorts, is coming in the next three weeks. So once they arrive, we can then sell them to our customers. So let's take it back a little bit. And it's been a long time coming, as our listeners know from previous episodes. So you, I can see you've done lots of research. Tell us about your research and why you actually decided to build your first product and why exactly. So mainly the research I did was about the manufacturer, who is going to manufacture my shorts. So they're good quality. Uh, they they come quickly. I'm not going to get scammed because obviously buying 25 shorts in bulk is not going to be cheap. We don't want to pay the money and not get the shorts. I also done research about price points. What is the right price point for a pair of shorts? Because if I'm selling something that's too cheap, I won't make my money back. If it's too expensive, no one's going to buy it. Mainly those two things. I also researched like different websites, different manufacturers, what the manufacturers sell. I researched, I conducted some primary research and I talked to people, see if who they recommend. Because if someone recommends them, they're obviously already going to be good because if they're using them and they're established, I can use them as well to build our company and also help them as well. 
You mentioned you found the supplier and you did lots of research. But let me ask you, Finn, was your product supplier in the UK or was it China-based? Well, so the supplier is based in Luton. However, they have a factory over in Pakistan that they then make the shorts, ship them to England and then distribute them from Luton, which I think is good because it's not good to be communicating with someone who English isn't the second language and also might not be in the same time zones. So with the supplier, I know that I can talk to them confidently. They'll understand what I'm saying and there won't be any communication loss between us. So I can be assured that the product I want is a product I'm going to get. So how did you go about communicating with the supplier in the UK? As I mentioned before, I conducted some primary research. I took into my own hand, I took into my own account, like using first-hand research from what people had done. So I so my boxing coach, I was like to him, Jonathan, do you mind messaging the other gyms in the area saying, what? who do you use to manufacture shorts? He then said to me, cool, we found this one. Looks good. We've seen the shorts, people wearing them in the uh, competitions and after a little bit of communication with the manufacturer after, after countless whatsapp calls looking looking at his gym looking at the products we said cool this guy looks looks legit he knows about the product he knows about the sport he is confident in what he's selling and there is people using his product how many other suppliers were in the shortlist to be your preferred supplier? Oh, um, I, I actually had a good couple. We What I did is I found out eight or seven suppliers. I was in communication at one point with, yeah, about five. So I found eight. I talked to five and I then said, from this five, let's home down to one good good supplier which is what I've done in practical, like in terms. I had lots of suppliers that were possible and I found one that was definite. So what were some of the key attributes why you chose the supplier in the process that uh, you you followed to find in the, the right product with the right supplier that he could supply you? So that I'm, I'm going to cover a couple of things here. I think, so the first one I'm going to say is that this guy was was legit. It's good to make sure that your supply is legit because you don't want to get scammed on your first time. Like your first time business, you don't want to get scammed because it might dishearten you to try next time. I also think that the second thing is that there was evidence that these shorts were good. They are being used and they're not just like from China, straight out of the warehouse, like 20p to make. Uh, the third thing was that there was like professionalism if the person you're who's supplying your products isn't professional it can make you like worry about if it's legit or not but i think the most important one that i'm going to cover in a bit more depth is the fact that the supplier sold more than one product why is this beneficial well for multiple reasons the first one being that we know that we've got one guy who can do a lot of products. So when we go, okay, cool, the shorts are working well. 
let's look at other uh, items like shin pads or gloves or t-shirts or wraps and on the on the first whatsapp call i had with him he showed us his shorts his wraps his boxing pads his punching bags and yeah once we know he's good and we know the shorts are working well and we know that we're gonna have people buying them we can say cool let's move to gloves now cool let's do wraps let's do t-shirts whereas if he only done shorts we'd uh, we'd have to look for other suppliers which isn't good because it's good to build a relationship it's good to have a relationship with your suppliers which is important i think so tell us about your target audience why have you chosen to go with uh shorts so the first thing first i chose to go with shorts because i think that a the boxing gym that I train I did not have their own kit which is good because it meant that the main coach uh, my coach probably didn't have enough time to do all the research and all the different like the different bits that you have to do to create your company and I said cool from this like situation I'm going to profit I'm going to propose to Jonathan that I'm going to create the shorts. I will sell them. And all I need you, uh, you to do is invest some money. So it kind of gave me an opportunity. Like I took hold of the opportunity and said, cool, I'm going to make this my own business. I think also I'm I'm passionate about it. And I've got relationships with the people at the gym. So I can say, cool, uh, I'm going to give you a good quality pair of shorts. I've worn them. I've fought in them. I can tell you that they are good shorts. So it's like... I'm not going to sell a pen if I haven't used a pen. It's like, I'm not going to sell the shorts if I don't have experience with the shorts. And and finally, I think another good reason why I chose shorts and the, I chose the business I did was because we all, we, well, partially, because we didn't have a kit, it meant that we would have 30 people who would invest in a pair of shorts so they could be the part of the family. So even before I started the product, even before I started marketing it, I already had 30 people who would want a bet, which creates certainty that I will have customers. I think like just in the future, I kind of want to, well, so for example, there's 90 people, like probably less than 90 people in my boxing gym. And not all of them will want shorts. So hopefully I want to, well, by the end of this year, I want to have my own company selling shorts, like not globally, but like across England, hopefully. Because then I'll have like million people to possible customers. Like there's not a great potential. Like there's profit, but there's not like a great potential to sell it to lots of people. Because once you get a pair of shorts, you're not going to really want to like you're not going to really buy a pair like the next month. It might last you like four, six, four to six months. Whereas like uh, if I have a product like a pen that runs out, I can sell it to like you every two weeks. But then also to like people around England, which I think would be good idea so describe your ideal person what type of person will be buying your product of course the um shorts are main people who are interested in boxing like they are branded with my with uh the company logo so if someone who likes my tie is in our gym wants to do martial arts the shorts are unisex so whatever like sex you are whatever age you are they will fit you i think the sizes go go from like 
X XXS, like extra extra small, to like seven XXL or something. Like so, however large or small you are, how what age you are, what gender you are, they it will fit you. Like as I mentioned before, the uh, the door is shut in our face because I can only sell it to the people in my boxing gym pretty much because we are going through a manufacturer to manufacture them with our logo on them. So can you tell us, uh, our listeners, how you decided on your price point? Having bought shorts before, I know the average price of shorts is about 30 quid. And that would be like your book standard generic shorts, like generic ones, plain, well, not plain, but like some pattern, no logo, pretty basic. And also, I thought, okay, cool, we've got this basic, but we're going to add stuff to it. We are we are going to make it our own logo, which is a Sial logo, which is the company I'm selling them for. And we said, because we're in a gym, we can sell a little bit more. So the price point is like, the normal price point for a pair of shorts would be like £35. And we're selling that for like a little bit over because it's got like the company logo, because you will be a part of the team if you wear it. So you mentioned you um, attend a Muay Thai boxing gym, which means you're not the business owner. Other fighters at the gym, you could say they're the customer of the business owner. So what deal have you struck with the owner of the business to supply shorts, branded shorts, to his fighters? Of course, I propose something to him. Like, I propose to him that I'll manage it if you invest and you can get some of the profit in return. I like I said, out out of the profit, I'll take X and you take X as well. However, like I think it's good to be independent. I think the reason why I like working with someone is because I don't have the money to like I like I don't have the investment money to invest in it to buy the shorts and then make profit and break even after selling it. Whereas in the cut, like working with someone even proposing something to an established business owner i can use their profit to make even more profit for them and also myself which is good like yeah it's all about using what you have to your advantage and all i had was a muay thai gym that i trained at with no kit so i said go on then let's make a kit for him so have you discussed with the business owner whose whose customer is his customer yeah well we haven't discussed this but i like i think they are my customer to be honest because okay of course they're his customer but they're his customer for the muay thai lessons but but for the muay thai shorts they come to me not him the payments go to him so they can be in the uh, company bank account because the company bank accounts pays for the shorts but the people when they order shorts if they have any queries who's going to give the shorts out at the end of the day they will be me and I think partially they're my customers because if I didn't take advantage of the situation, they wouldn't have any shorts. Like, I think it's partially, like, like not to be braggy, but I think partially the reason why the shorts are being brought to the gym is because of how I use the situation to my advantage. So let's talk about your product portfolio and what other products you're thinking about adding into your product range. And actually, who else will buy your product range have you put much thought to that finn oh yeah i've got my spreadsheet up that's got um 11 11 different products on it 
the desired buy price, how like how much we pay for it to get delivered, desired sell price, profit, if we'll sell branded, or and if we'll sell other brands as well. Which um, so yeah, I've got that on here. If you want me to read you some, I'll read you some. Yeah, can you share some of the other products that you think will align with your Muay Thai boxing shorts? Okay, so what we've done is I've set out the different products I want. I've put, like, ideally, how much we want to buy them for. If there's a delivery cost, how much we pay for that? How much we sell it for? How much profit we would earn? Is it going to be branded with our logo? And will we sell other brands on the will we sell other brands on the website that i'm going to create so it'll make it it'll make it flow a lot easier so we've got gloves we've got tie boxing linen we've got shin guards we've got wraps we've got vests we've got hoodies we've got ankle braces gum shields water bottles t-shirts track suits and uh like t-shirts cotton and t-shirts polyester because polyester t-shirts are a little bit more expensive than cotton so like for example i haven't filled it out fully but I'll do some now. So for the t-shirts, like cotton, ideally we'd want to buy them for eight pounds, maybe a little bit more because delivery isn't included. So I think 20 pounds is a good price for a training t-shirt. Profit, that leaves 12 pounds profit. Branded with our logo, yes. Will we'll sell other brands on the hair? Probably not. So yeah, it's all about having a range of products but hopefully i think by the end of this year we will have most of them products selling them to the gym and also have our own website that people can order them on so finn what's your plan for 2023 what's your goals what's your vision what's your aim i've got five things i want to achieve by the end of the year the first one is I want to make five plus grand from my um, business ventures, like ventures being my Muay Thai company and also the company I want to set up by November. I want to learn to invest so I can compound the money I earn as savings, like saving accounts don't offer as much interest as investments have the potential for. I also want to, yeah, so have a company that makes five plus grand a year, learn how to invest, build up my Muay Thai company to have more items, have my own company. And finally, I want to give back to the people around me because I think it's important, like as you grow up, especially, you like take a lot from people. Like, well, you've got to, people have to like supply for you. And I want to give back to the people who have done that for me like in little deeds like buying coffee or taking people out to mills because it's good to show appreciation and this brings our podcast today to a really uh, encouraging end Finn is there any lasting thoughts you want to leave for our listeners to consider well there's three short things I'm going to say the first one is opportunities are never labeled you never know where things are going to take you so grasp the opportunities by the horn and you'll see like the sky's the limit the second one is don't be like ruled by fear like you fear that's not going to go well 
take the risk because sometimes it's going to pay out, sometimes it's not going to. And the fourth and the third one, I think this is important, is the best person has failed more than the student has tried. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing with our listeners your journey theme today. So concluding our one to a million podcast, if you know a young entrepreneur, maybe a son, maybe a daughter, niece or nephew, who you think could benefit from the program, simply follow the link and send me a direct message. Alternatively, you can send an email to michael at michaelcrane.live and let's get talking. Thank you for listening to the young entrepreneurs as they build their business for financial independence. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify so you never miss an episode and hear more about the stars of the show as they build their business to one million pounds by the time they turn 20 years of age. Today's show has been sponsored by www.teameasycrane.co.uk. We help you build your business and grow recurring profits. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Thank you.